0: Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower
1: every note,
0: or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew cruising. you can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at amfam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit MFM.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
1: Welcome to the Big D Breakdown, your home for all Dallas Cowboys news. Thank you for watching. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and our YouTube channel. Just search The Big D Breakdown. But before we get into our topics, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible, for sponsoring this episode. You can get a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Larry21. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digests from the New York Times to Wall Street Journal. And the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Sign up today and receive one free audiobook and 30-day free trial at Audibletrial.com slash Larry21. And now let's get into our first topic. Dallas showed up and showed us who they showed they are who we thought they were. For the Dallas Cowboys, week 10 could not have come fast enough. After an embarrassing home loss the week prior, another game was the only medicine Unfortunately for the Falcons, the Cowboys took all of their medicine, and then some. The Cowboys did exactly what you would hope a team with high aspirations should. In a game that was never in question, Dallas absolutely dismantled Atlanta 43-3, putting themselves right back on track. It is not often that all three components of a team have a great day all in the same game, but that's what transpired Sunday afternoon. The offense scored five touchdowns, the defense did not allow one, and the special teams chipped in with a block punt return for a touchdown. The game was so lopsided that Atlanta, the team's getting taken to the woodshed, chose to take out most of their starters early in the third quarter. That is just one of a list of things that you should do not, that you just do not normally see. Take for example the 40-point difference in score. That margin of victory was the largest by a Cowboys team in two decades. It was also the first time since 2004 that Atlanta had lost a game by such a vast margin. Oh, and that 33-point halftime lead by the Cowboys? That was the biggest lead they have taken into the half since 1971. The 29 points that Dallas put up in the second quarter are the most points scored by a Cowboys team in any quarter in franchise history. The block punt return for its touchdown was the first this franchise has has had since 2015. Speaking of block punts, the hand of defensive end Dorrance Armstrong was responsible for the third block punt this season, the most the Cowboys team has had since '91. League 10 wasn't all about history. It was also about getting right. A lot of guys certainly did that in this game. After a dismal return to the field last week, Prescott looks like the MVP candidate he has all season. Prescott was responsible for three touchdowns and certainly could have had more if he played the entire game. After two games without a touchdown, receiver CeeDee Lamb scored two in his game alone. Lamb also put up 94 yards, which accounted for his fourth highest total of the year. Alongside Lamb, Michael Gallup returned to the lineup after missing the previous seven games. All three of his catches were during drives that resulted in scores, two of which went for first downs. Defensively, all three starting cornerbacks came up with interceptions. Not only were the three picks the most in almost three years, but it was also the first time since 2003 that two cornerbacks registered an interception in the same game. All in all, the, Cal- the showing that the Cowboys put on Sunday afternoon really felt like the best answer into the week prior. Ultimately, there will be bumps in the road during any season. The resounding weight in which this team had answered their blip on the radar was as impressive as anything they had that has taken place during this very strong season. And now the Cowboys are on to Kansas City. Uh, Now we're gonna take a look at the three biggest takeaways from the dominant victory over the Falcons. Dallas Cowboys improved with a 7-2 with their most lopsided victory of the season. The 43-3 win over the Falcons was a response that everyone was looking for coming off the brutal performance against Denver. As we enter the middle of November, this is the first time teams want to start playing their best football. From what we saw in this game, the, players, the Cowboys are going to just do that. Without further ado, here are the biggest takeaways from the beatdown of the Falcons. Number three, the special teams may be elite. Once again on Sunday, the Cowboys had a block punt, the third one the season, and this resulted in a touchdown. Head coach Mike McCarthy said in Tuesday's press conference that, quote, the unit that is playing the best here this past month is special teams. Under McCarthy and special teams coordinator John Fassel, the special teams has never played better. The Cowboys lead the NFL in block punt percentage with 5.88% of opponent's punts being blocked. Just how big of an impact is the new coaching staff having on special teams? The Cowboys have blocked three punts this season. They blocked one total punt during the Jason Garrett era from 2010 to 2019. Block punts and kicks are such huge momentum swings in games that they drastically increase your chances of winning if you can ex- execute them. The continued success of the special teams not only blocking kicks, but successfully making field goals can be the difference between the Cowboys receiving a first round bye or not. Number two. There's no secret, secret formula to stop this offense. After losing to the Broncos last week, some people questioned whether or not the Cowboys were exposed, saying things like, the Broncos found the formula to stopping Dallas's potent offense. It is quite clear that none of that is true, and the Denver game was simply an anomaly. The Cowboys returned to the form against Atlanta, scoring 36 points on offense and looking completely unstoppable throughout the game. Price got through for 296 yards and two touchdowns with a quarterback rating of 93.4. Also adding a rushing touchdown, CD Lamb was the go-to receiver, recording six catches for 94 yards and two touchdowns. The Cowboys have scored at least 36 points in four of their five home games and they still continue to sport the number one ranked offense in the NFL, leading the league in points per game with 31.6 and yards per game with 433.9. The only team or scheme that can stop this Dallas offense is themselves. If they continue to play as they did against Atlanta, this team has a chance to play in the late January and early February. And number one, this game was personal for Dan Quinn. Being relieved of his duties as head coach of the Falcons last year, Dan Quinn had this game circled on his calendar to start the year. The defense clearly had his back as well. The Cowboys allowed only three points in the game. And held the Falcons to 211 total yards, including a measly four yards per play. And Atlanta reached the red zone on the first drive of the game and never got that far again. Even without Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, the defense continued to pressure Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan and sack him twice. Rookie Micah Parsons had six tackles and one tackle for a loss. Also, he courted his sixth sack of the season. Uh, Defensive end, Armstrong became the first Cowboy ever to record both a sack and a block punt in the same game. Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, and Jordan Lewis all had an interception, and the latter played the best game of his entire career. Lewis finished with a PFF grade of 94.5, which is the highest of his career. He also added three pass breakups to go along with that interception. Dan Quinn might have put together his best defensive game plan of the year against his former team, but his players were the ones that executed the plan to perfection. Quinn even received the game ball for this awesome win. With the Chiefs awaiting Sunday, they will take another great game plan from Quinn in execution on Sunday to beat the defending AFC champions. And our next topic. All is well with America's team after the defendi- definitive win. It was just a week ago that many analysts, pundits, and fans were worried that the Dallas Cowboys were a fluke this season. That they were exposed in an abysmal game in which they lost and got embarrassed by the Broncos. Isn't it incredible what a difference a week makes? Great teams know that when you get routed as the Cowboys did in Week 9, you head back to work the very next day and fix what needs to be fixed. You take a look at all these areas of opportunity, correct them, focus on the next opponent without dwelling on such a terrible defeat. Nobody should expect the Cowboys to win every single football game as, yeah, what happened last week can and will happen to any team. As it's been evident across the NFL, a lot of great teams have been getting routed as well. It happens. And, and again, great teams know that these things should not derail you. All is not lost, and you do whatever it takes to get back in the right direction. Well, Cowboys are back on track after a solid win in Week 10. Such is the case for the Cowboys that dropped a definitive 43-3 win over the Atlanta Falcons to silence the naysayers. When everything is clicking for the Cowboys, these are the things they're capable of doing week in and week out. The Cowboys do indeed have a high scoring offense, a stout defense, and make big plays when it comes to special teams. They've been consistent for the most part this season, but to keep it real, the Cowboys should have definitely defeated the Falcons on paper. To see them not only have a definitive win, but be so aggressive in every aspect of the game, was easily a huge boost of confidence to a team that definitely needed it after week nine embarrassment. For now, all is well with America's team as it's important to celebrate big wins like this where everything was executed well and eventually move on to their next game, which will actually be a huge test for this team. Next up on Sunday are the Kansas City Chiefs and they've been inconsistent to say the least so far this season. Both teams are heading into this matchup with big week 10 wins. And we'll have much to play for. The Cowboys continue playing the way they know they are capable of, and are able to beat the Chiefs on the road. It's going to paint quite the picture for this team as they head into December, ready to make the final push into the playoffs. And finally, the Cowboys offered a bounce back beatdown victory. The Cowboys reminded the NFL who they are when they play well and in last week's wider wire beatdown of the atlanta falcons from the offense doing what they wanted to, to the defense getting turnovers the special teams chipping in and some coaching decisions i enjoyed seeing everything worked and showed us the most complete cowboys team we have seen all season offensively this team really did whatever they wanted prescott tossed for 296 yards and two touchdowns Paired with a vintage rushing touchdown bulldozing his way into the end zone, the Cowboys ran the ball to the tune of 114 yards led by Ezekiel Elliott plunging into the end zone twice, and Tony Pollard eating the boys in yards. <clears throat> I was wrong predicting the Cowboys would get seven receivers involved. They went ahead and had ten different guys reel in reception. Ceedee Lamb was dominant. He reminded... Uh, the how big of a mistake they made letting him slide to the Cowboys in the draft. Amari Cooper delivered a handful of first downs and Michael Gallup really stepped up on his return. The best offense stat of all, the Falcons did not record a single sack. The Cowboys offensive line stepped up after a disappointing outing last week and protected their guy in the passing game and cleared holes in the run game. The offensive line helped the defense defense fresh as the Cowboys saw a time of possession advantage of 37:41 41 to 22-19. This wears on an opponent keeps your defense fresh. The Cowboys offensive line deserves huge kudos. The Dallas Cowboys came into Sunday's game against the Falcons with one mission and purpose on their minds, domination. And the Atlanta Falcons domination was a statement. They jumped right on the Falcons from the opening kickoff and never took their feet off the gas. Scoring a touchdown on their opening drive, to which Atlanta responded with a field goal. That would be the Falcons' only score. All while, the Cowboys continued to make the scoreboard line up like a pinball machine. They were on their game on Sunday, and having the Atlanta Falcons on the other side just made it all look that much better. Dan Quinn certainly had to be all teeth and grin up in the booth, having the chance to face and demolish his former team like that. Even without the services of two top four defenders on the Cowboys defense, Lawrence and Gregory, they were still able to get some things done. They got to the Falcons' signal caller twice for sacks, while they also forced three interceptions, having all three main Dallas defensive backs finishing with interceptions. When Diggs, Lewis, and Brown all came away with picks, it was a good day for the defense. It was even a good day for the special teams, blocking a punt that immediately became a touchdown. That saw the score go up to 36-3, and that was just to end the first half. The offense had done a great deal of their jobs at that point, and would take on a bit. But the game was already pretty much over. After last week's debacle, Prescott would come out and remind everyone why he is the guy the Cowboys paid the money to. He was supposed to do that, and especially this week, as you expected to bounce back. He wasn't too overly electric, but he was flawless, precise, calm, and everything that he wasn't last week even ran one in to show you that he was still willing to do whatever it takes and that he's all in. He would finish with three touchdowns, one rushing, and two passing, and no interceptions. While Pollard would outpace him as a receiver, it still meant for a pretty well-balanced game everywhere. This is what you need to see. As mentioned, this was the next game after a horrible loss. It meant everything because of that. And now they're facing a very peculiar Kansas City team that has struggled, but still has that personnel and coach, so you stay wary of a potential explosion. This was a good way to go into that one, though. The Dallas Cowboys will be ready, especially if the Falcons' domination is any indication of their mentality. And now for our Week 11 prediction and odds. Week 11 is going to be quite the matchup and well test for the Dallas Cowboys, even though the Chiefs... Have been inconsistent throughout the season there's still a team to extensively prepare for with both teams coming into sunday's matchup with a big win in week 10 this might be well the game of the week when the cowboys play up to their potential they can overpower any team in front of them and can keep up with the best of them the chiefs are also very similar in this aspect that when they're clicking on all cylinders they can steamroll anyone but again Their inconsistency to maintain such momentum has made them unsure which version of the team will dress up on game day, more so than the Cowboys so far in the season. With all that said, the Cowboys are the underdogs going into this matchup, which is most likely due to the Chiefs coming off a big win in Week 10, and they're playing at home in Arrowhead Stadium. At any rate, expect a high high octane offensive matchup in this one, and if both teams show up, get ready, because this will be a great game of football. For the Cowboys to leave this game victorious, it will come down to their offense continuing to do what they do best by scoring at will and their defense keeping the Chiefs in check. If the Cowboys defense can contain quarterback uh, Patrick Mahomes and company, they have more than enough firepower to stun the Chiefs on their home turf. The Cowboys know this is a true measuring stick on who they are as a team. Beat the Chiefs on the road and will only continue to confirm that they are legit this season. Lose, in an important game like this one, and be called out for being a pretender all along. At the end of the day, the Cowboys know what is at stake in this key matchup, and will put on another start-to-finish performance against the Chiefs. I'm predicting a 44-38 Cowboys victory to make it 8-2 on the season, and be one of the best games of the season. The Week 11 betting odds on win bet have the Cowboys at a plus 2.5 point underdogs on the road, the Cowboys have a... Plus 125 Moneyline odds, while the Chiefs are the favorites to win at minus 145. The total for the game is set at an over-under of 56 points. And finally on today's episode, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott is the Midway MVP. I cannot remember the last time it happened, but the leader for NFL's MVP has to be Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. Technically, the NFL midway point was halftime of this weekend's game, but we'll make do with this 17-game schedule. When the season started, it appeared as if Dak would come in second to a Kyler Murray-led Arizona team. That was the last standing undefeated team. Kyler looked mortal in his last start and has missed the last two games due to injury, which has slowly pushed him out of the race. Murray could still get back and jump into the MVP race, but his playing status this weekend is dependent on his injury. A tightening playoff chase amongst the league's elite for the number one seed might force them into action early. They face a desperate Seattle team whose prideful quarterback might not allow his team to fade into the 2021 sunset. I wonder how much rust Murray will have upon his return. Murray and Prescott are currently the only starting quarterbacks in the NFL who possess a completion percentage above 70%. Murray's is a bit higher than Dak's, but Dak has more passing yards, more touchdown passes, Excuse me and fewer interceptions. Now if you're into stats to prove your quarterback is the NFL's MVP then LA Rams Matthew Stafford has to be your guy. Leading the league in passing yards is he's the only quarterback that has broken the 3,000 yard passing barrier so far this season. He's also third in passing touchdowns this season with 24. Stafford should be the leader when you look at his statistics on paper but two bad games in a row for him put it put him in the back seat for this award. When your team Places in the standings have a lot to do with how people vote, and Stafford's Rams aren't even the best team in their own division. Might not be fair, but until the Rams overtake the Cardinals in the division, Stafford will be a guy that has a shot at the award, but will be taken down a peg because of the fact. I might be in the minority, but Rams' wideout Cooper Cup has some MVP momentum. The only issue with the Rams having two MVP candidates is one player will take away votes from the other. Sorry, but I think Stafford is behind Prescott for this award. might be beneficial for the Rams to take the division lead so that statement can be used against Murray. So if those three guys are behind Prescott, who is even ahead of him, that question is very tricky, but I believe the answer is for everyone. Uh, I think Green Bay Packers' Aaron Rodgers was in a great position to repeat as MVP. Rodgers has fewer passing yards than Dak, even though he has thrown the ball more. His completion percentage of 66% is good, but he's clearly behind Dak's 70%. Just for comparison, Prescott has the record for the highest completion percentage of any rookie quarterback with a 68.7 completion percentage. Rodgers also has three fewer passing touchdowns than Dak's 20, but he only has four interceptions compared to Dak's five. If the season ended today, Rodgers and the Packers would be the number one seed in the NFC, simply because they have not had their bye. Both teams have two losses, just like every other elite team in the league, so I would consider their records a push. I just do not think the NFL wants to hand Aaron Rodgers their MVP trophy to a guy who used word games with the media to deceive people. I'm almost positive that the NFL knew of his COVID vaccination status, yet they did nothing to curb his maskless antics. The player with fewer accolades would probably have been made an example of if he had pulled the same stunt Rodgers did. The M- NFL MVP, in my view, is someone who not only leads headlines on the field, but carries himself as a pres- professional off of it. So the only player that I would consider, even with Prescott, is Tom Brady. Brady has the head-to-head win, but the Cowboys have a better record. Brady has 2,870 passing yards, which is 529 more than Prescott. Brady also has seven more touchdown passes than Dak, but has seven interceptions to go along with it. Brady is on a tear, but Dak plays a more complete game than Brady. What I mean by that is Brady has the 22nd leading rusher in the NFL in Fournette. Quarterbacks Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts have more rushing yards than Tampa's leading rusher, while Cowboys' Ezekiel Elliott is the league's fifth leading rusher and is 63 yards away from third place. Prescott could have numbers like Brady if Dallas were to abandon the run. Prescott is keeping up with the big boys statistically, even though he has to let Zeke eat. Let's not forget, Prescott missed a game due to an injury and was pulled out early this past weekend. Dak and the Cowboys have also had their bye week, while the Packers, Cardinals, and Rams still have to take theirs. Their bye week should allow Prescott to close the gap statistically if he isn't leading them already. Kansas City's Mahomes, Buffalo's Josh Allen, Raiders. Derek Carr are all guys that can get back into the race but have clearly fallen behind the pack. The second half of the season is going to provide many answers, but I hope everyone is ready to crown the new king and the new king resides in Dallas. And that is all we have for this episode of The Big D Breakdown. Let us know your thoughts and comments on the topics we covered in the comment section below. Please do hit that subscribe button and if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash thebigd. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.
0: Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes.